Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me from his summer slash winter break, depending what hemisphere you're in, is JD. How are you? You're not too bad, mate. You're nice and refreshed? I I'm actually tired. You're it's tired. Been, it's, We've had it's a, been pretty. There's been a lot of racing in this summer break for us. I know. We're like, oh, we're we're not racing, and you know, don't have any racing on. I think we still race carts. We had chariots of thunder on um, for two weekends in a row, and the NT titles for um and for NT titles for sprint cars, for sprint cars. Well, the weekend before that. So literally three weekends in a row of speedway. Mm. Um, and some magnificent racing it was. It it some was. of the best speedway nights. Do you want to quickly to. touch on that? Uh, well, there was a, there's a lot to touch on, but I guess you'd probably say it was pretty spectacular. As someone that went to their first full chariots, I've been to chariots once before and that was only one night. Um, I'm pretty sure I copped it from you and I, first night we rocked up and I bought all four tickets and you were very proud. I was like, well, I have to, I'm pretty sure you sent me a very strongly worded, <laughs> um, text going, you're coming to all chariot nights. <laughs> And it, it was actually really good. If anyone wants to come watch some good Speedway and you want to get out of the winter from down south, come oh. up here. you got four nights of really good dirt racing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's turned into actually a pretty good national event now. Ha- like hats off to the, the fellas and the, the, the girls that are down there running the event um, for Chariots of Thunder each year. It's, it's really stepped up. Uh, a next like another level and then another level a year later it's it's really really coming into there its was, own what 50 cars i think yeah 50 50 there was only one race that whole weekend or the whole event that was a bit okay and that was the c final <laughs> on sunday where oh, yeah. on the on the saturday sorry on the last night of the event there was a lot of carnage that sad day. That day cost a lot of money to some people. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's yeah. about four or five cars in the heat races that got destroyed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So the heat f- the C final consisted of three cars, no, four cars. One of them did a side of lap and pulled in. Yeah, one of them had an engine issue on startup and pulled into the infield. So li- literally out of the C main, there was two cars to go through and we had three out there. Yeah, so, so it was a one bit boring. Guy, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're still going to run it because you we, we're at, we were at full track density for um, B&A, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we've got to work it out. But um, it was a really, really well-run event. It was, yeah. it was really good. The drivers were fantastic. Um, you know, Jamie Ville had a great chariots. He did. He was on another level this year. He um, really stepped it up compared to last year and... Uh, he, we had this on our last night on the, um, Saturday. We got the, the Pope challenge. Yep. So it's a memorial challenge to, um, uh, an ex speedway driver from Darwin from many, many years ago. And anyway, if you, um, qualify pole and we had a pole shuffle as well, which is really hard to get to qualify pole for, um, the, the last night. But anyway, if you qualify pole and opt to go last, you get a twenty-five thousand dollar win bonus. So there, it's ten thousand for the win, um, and then you get an extra twenty-five if you come come from uh, the last place. And where did he finish, mate? Where did he finish? About half a meter away from first place. Yeah, to be honest. It, it was so close. It was yes. It, it I think it's actually on Speed Hive on um, online if you want to watch it. It's on. Chariots of Thunder's Facebook page. I think they've got some highlights and replays yep. if you want to watch it because I'd really recommend watching it. It was a spectacular race. And honestly, the two lead guys, which is J-Mac, which is a, a 
once upon a time Territorian born oh, and bred. Oh boy, do they want to let us know that, mate? Well, why is he racing 17V? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think he's 17WA. Oh yeah, he's WA. Isn't yeah, he? it was yeah. Jamie Veal's 35V. Yeah, so he races the for Monty Motorsport, which are from WA, so that's probably a bit to do with. But um, J Max actually just come back from America and he's just won the 360 national titles of mm. America, so he's big deal as well. And, um, for Jamie Veal to run him down from last place when J- uh, when J Max started on like, the way Jamie was driving, like he passed like half the field in the first three laps. Yeah, he he had that thing hooked up. He really had it on rails, and the, the grip he was getting off the corners seemed like no one else could get their power down like he could. So mm. he he really was doing a good job. It's actually a funny story about um about J Mac. He's he used to uh, work for KRE. Um, so the engine supplier engine builder for yeah. Triple Eight, yeah. So he used to build and engines. other supercar teams, yeah, other supercar teams, and also other racing engines. From hence why they had KRE sprint car motors as well. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he and quite often he does all his own engine maintenance for um, for for the cars. Essentially, like he'll pull the rock covers off each night and go over the the clearances. It's cheaper on labor if you're the one doing it. <laughs> it is. It is. So. But, I mean, overall, it was a fantastic event. Um, we'll jump on to some normal racing. Normal <laughs> racing. Um, so, the S5000, this stuff's starting to get into a bit more swing. We had a couple of announcements while we were on our holiday. It's getting real so, now, isn't it? It it's, is. It's finally starting to... The, the eggshells have been cracked and we're starting to see what's actually coming now. So two drivers so far have announced that they will drive in the first round. The latest driver to announce that he will be driving is Matt Bradham. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty cool considering, you know, Bradham's got very big Australian open wheel racing history. Yep. Um, and the other driver that was announced earlier is Rubens Barrichello. The longest... Didn't he have the most Formula One race starts or I'm, longest I'm not years? Sure, but it was, it's pretty spectacular to have someone of this caliber coming. Obviously, he's not, he's going to be there for a lot of feedback and how, how they can improve the cars, etc. But it's just going to be amazing to have someone there like that. Mm. And it should at least get a bit more attention. Oh, bloody Like oath. on the field. Yeah, bloody oath. I can imagine it's probably costing a few dollars to get him in there, but oh, I yeah. think it's worth every penny. No, so it's interesting. Check it out. So they're going to hit the track. They've got a driver evaluation day, I think it's uh, Winton or somewhere shortly. Yeah, okay. Um, and then after that, they they got their first race at Sandown. Now, I believe that's at Sandown 500, but I could be wrong. I, I, I haven't looked into it too much, but I know they're racing at Sandown. Cool. Now, you actually come to us this today. First thing you walked in the door, you're like, I've got some news. Uh-huh. Well, two lots of news. Oh, you can do you want to do your first news that's not on the run sheet? What's the first news on the run sheet? About, you're about in- what's happening next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, well, next weekend we've got a pretty big race meeting up here. Um, it's actually the Saloon Car Nationals uh, for their title. It's going to be run on the, our Hidden Valley circuit, um, which is pretty cool mm-hmm. it's pretty funny actually because we Just don't actually have a single saloon car yes, it's the first from the time territory. they've come here isn't it yeah it's the first time they've come here they they wanted to run on our track and they, they put in petition uh to to run up here which was pretty cool um and alongside that we're running a another pretty awesome event as well we're running a commodore cup enduro 
Ooh. So we've got a couple of one-hour races. So they what they had to work out, I was um, talking to Bryce Forward about it last night because they're, they're racing in it as well. Um, but essentially the cars have a maximum fuel load that they can have in the car. And because they, you know, with cams these days, we can't do refueling unless you've got dry brakes. They didn't want to go through the, the Get everyone cost spend of, money, especially yeah. it's, like, it's a Commodore Cup, so it's a bit yeah, cost more effective. budget. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't want to get everyone to buy up um, dry brakes. So the maximum time they can run the cars is for about 50-ish minutes, a bit over 50 minutes. 50-ish minutes, and we're going to do an hour race. Yeah, so there's actually quite a few funny things. Actually. Put it into the wall. We need a safety car. <laughs> yeah, so um, essentially <laughs> have made a few uh, pit rulings. So the, every car has to do a minimum of three pit stops. Uh, there has to be, I, I believe, it, I, don't quote me on this because I don't have all the rules in front of me, but I think they have to have a driver change. There has to be a wheel change at least once or twice. Um, I think it's twice. There has to be at least one wheel change in a stop. And you're not allowed to use rattle guns. And you're not allowed to use breaker bars. It has to be done with a cross brace. Old school well, style. considering what you told me at the start, I'm glad. So the news is, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to be helping out with pick JD's pick crowing for Bryce Forward. <laughs> yeah, which is going to be interesting. Look, I'm, I'm a mechanic by trade. You, but I am not trying to go break a tire like with using the little crossbar. You'd be like, just, I'm holding this. You stamp on this end. <laughs> so it is going to be quite interesting because, um, yeah, like no I said. No 1.8 second stops for you boys. No, because I actually said to Bryce on the phone, I said, how much gear you guys got? And he's like, oh, dad's got everything. The car, The trailer's pretty yeah, you know, we've got everything. We're sorted. I said, oh, okay, you want me to bring some rattle guns and stuff from our workshop, etc." And he's like, oh, no, I forgot to tell you. You you will be using cross braces to change any tires <laughs> if you need to. Um, I'm like, all right, oh. <laughs> so that, that's old gonna, school. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, I've been a mechanic for 15 years, but it's still going to be fun. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't, it's funny, like, I probably count on that NASCAR one hand. at least use a little rattle gun and do each nut. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it'll oh, well, be, be good fun. It'll be it'll be settling down. So that's the Commodore Cup. Now, Jake, one with breaking late written on the back of it. Yeah. Is he racing or is he his I IP? No, in pre-production and not a support category. I don't think. Ah, because I, I convert his car to Commodore Cup. Well, yeah, there was a lot of talk around the pit lane that they wanted to, but I think Jake's heavily against that. <laughs> he wants to keep it an IP car. Um, <sighs> he will be running this weekend. There's a sponsor's day on Sunday where he'll be doing ride day. Um, and it, I think at this at this moment, it's not all locked in, but I might be doing a drive day in it as well, um, doing like a lap sprint sort of yep. time. Well, you've done enough work on the car, you might as well drive it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, just as a bit of a thank you to me um, from Jake. So that's pretty cool as well. I'm looking forward to that. And what about the second bit of news that we can break here? This is actually breaking because as we are recording, this is not... Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, okay. So the second bit of news is obviously I've had a bit of um, contact with Bryce about doing this and talking to Bryce about what he's doing this weekend. He's got some uh, exciting news. He's going to be racing TCR for the Kelly Racing Team. He's going to jump in the um, the old Subaru. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be at Winton... Uh, doing some laps in one of those, and then and seeing how he can, where he can get it up the field. That'd be interesting. I might actually remember tune to tune in and watch it. I know TCR is flying a little bit under the radar at the moment. I've, uh, to be honest, I feel a bit guilty that I haven't seen very many races this year. My issue is, is 
it's on free to air tv i know i'm the only person in the world that goes it's on free to air tv i can't watch it um and i always forget the streaming times the number of times i've gone on to speed cafe and opened up the stream and you're like it's just finished yeah, yeah. i've watched the podiums of like three races but i've only ever watched like two rounds yeah it's um i guess it's one of the beauties from like youtube and stuff like that well, it, mitch did reminders. say it's on sbs on demand as well so you can re-watch yeah, it re-watch after it, yeah. it yeah but i mean Look, that's that's good news and you know best of luck to bryce it'd be really good to see him up there yeah fingers crossed he can get it up the field the subarus are having a little bit of an issues lately but you know hopefully we get them there yeah, hopefully the, the crew can keep them together and get them to the front of the field. So, in some other news, the calendar is starting to look like it's coming all into a line now. Um, we've pretty much all but confirmed that Ipswich and Phillip Island are gone. They are yep. off the calendar. The Bend is getting a enduro round. Wow. Sandown is now just the Sandown Super Sprint. They tried and tried to get the Sandown 500 still to be a two 250k races, single yeah. driver race. Couldn't, couldn't come to, couldn't get it to work. I'm not 100% sure why. I'm not a privy to any of that information. But they wanted to keep the Sandown 500 name, but it, it, in the end it went away. It's now the Sandown Super Sprint. Pukekohe's moved. That's now yeah. going to be where they move it. Well, they <laughs> they move. Well, because see, New Zealand keep having earthquakes. So it's actually just a couple of meters to the right. No, oh Jesus! <laughs> um, it's moving date. It's going to be move on <laughs> too soon. Yes, um, yes. It's anyway. now moving to Anzac Day weekend. Oh really? Yeah. So they're moving it back to that where it used to be. Okay. So it's back. Is to that logistically wise? It's going to be a bit easier. Is it a bit easier? They don't want to. It's hard to do the flyaway rounds at the right before the enduros or right after. So of course we'll yeah. just knock it out at the start of the year, and then we're done. Yeah, I understand. Now, oh, more news. There's, because we've had such a big gap. There's been so much stuff. Stadium super trucks have got the green light. They are back. Cams have said yes. You're allowed it. You've made the safety changes that we requested. Um, so they have made changes to the car. The jumps are shorter now. They're no longer as high. Yeah. Um, and coincidentally, they've signed a new commercial agreement too with Supercars. Oh, funny oh, that, so isn't it? I wonder how much of this was backdoor stuff. Yeah. Um, they've locked in that they will be at the Adelaide 500 in 2020. Yep. Rumored to be at the Gold Coast 600, but not confirmed yet. That's the Gold this Coast year. 600 this year. Yeah, I did I did hear a bit of a rumor about that. But it's not fully finalized yet, but they will be at Adelaide. Well, that's exciting for all the Super Truck fans out there. None of us have. <laughs> Come on, I was trying to be professional. <laughs> I know, I know, but... Look, look they are entertaining. They are, they're a great form of entertaining, but they're not... Racing. It is actually something sometimes our racing is missing a bit of entertainment. Talk to be the devil's Did you, advocate. <laughs> the end of that NASCAR truck race that I sent that That's gift. really old, but. Is it? Yeah. Either way, could you <laughs> imagine way, yes. if we had yes. that? So this is yes, a, like two trucks. a year, I think. Was so it? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. It came yeah. up on Reddit. I anyway, yes. The two yes, hash drivers got yes, into yes. them. Yes. That was crazy. 
That was the fact crazy. that NASCAR just allows you to like, yeah, rub side. So well, this is two NASCAR tracks are coming around. At, I'm not sure what track, but it's a road track. So was it Watkins Glen? Probably. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Continue anyway, on. There, there's two of the two lead trucks are on the grass, side by side, pushing and shoving each other as they cross the finish line. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need a little bit more of that. <laughs> a bit more biff. Well, the fact that then when old mate wants to get the checkered flag John's because back. that's the bring um, back the biff. <laughs> bring back the biff. Because they like in NASCAR, they like to give us the checkered flag at the end of the race. <laughs> the driver was like, give me the flag. And then the other driver come through and try to spear tackle him. It and then was... all the crew had to get him off. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. What do you mean try to spear tackle him? He, he did, did spear tackle, tackle him. <laughs> Lucky he took his helmet off. Could he you imagine his helmet it. first? But yeah, in NASCAR, they don't really, they allow you to push and shove and fight. And it's more, they, all the drivers sort of set each other out on track. They're like, oh, well, you put me into the wall next, last week. This week, here's the wall for you. Bye. Yeah, it's it's true. It's probably a bit like Speedway. They kind of sort their shit out, don't they? Mm. Less less uh, involvement from the stewards. And something was on the the latest episode of um, Below the Bonnet with Michael Caruso and Davey Reynolds. This episode they had Mike Scaife on. Yeah, it was actually a really good um, interview. You should definitely go listen to it. They were talking about the mentality in Australia about how when you get your car, race car, they're like, now don't crash it. But yeah. in Europe and America, they're like, crashing is just tool. part of racing. And it's a tool. It's, yeah. It's, this is just your tool. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of funny how in Australia we're like, no, 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 you don't crash that. You got to bring it back. Because Scafey was talking about when he was racing for Gibson Motorsport and he got a brand new GTR 32 GTR for Adelaide. Yeah. And he rolled it and landed on the roof and destroyed it on its first race. <laughs> yeah okay and he yeah. had to buy a couple of cartons he's like well back in that day it was like you buy cartons for the boot the guys back yeah. in the shed yeah of to course. repair it and um i think it was richards as his teammate drove past the crash and radioed back in and said ah yeah mate scafey's gonna owe you a couple of um pallets <laughs> <laughs> compared like not not cartons this yeah. is pallets of stuff the car was on its roof slid down started wearing down his helmet to inside the car oh, wow mm. There you go. But just the fact that, you know, in Australia, we're like, don't crash the car. You know, you got to look after the car. Don't bang it up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's same with um, uh, British touring cars. They they are very much Rubbins Racing is yeah. all cool. There's a lot of A lot of push and passion. shove. If yeah. you crash, that just happens. It's part of racing. What do you expect? You're going yeah. flat out right next to people. Yeah. I think our, our, um, our cam's body is pretty strict on safety. Safety, yeah. It's Australia in general. Yeah. All right. Um, James Courtney's announced some news wow. today. This comes as a bit of a shock. I didn't, I didn't sort of, there was a lot of talk I, I, about I, it, but I didn't believe it. I was going to say, I, I figured that someone would leave the team this year, make a minimum of one of them, uh, from obviously walking shore and United. United, the world's wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but James Courtney has announced that he'll be leaving the team at the end of the season. That's end of nine years of employment. You reckon drivers get long service leave? Probably not. I reckon they're like subcontractors. Yeah, they sign like a twelve month yeah. contract. And you're like, boom, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Um, it I mean, is nine years still don't get it. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Um, it's it's sad for them. I honestly think if they had a faster car, they would have retained him. So I don't think it's. I think it's definitely him looking somewhere else. Not is he going looking. off? To the retirement lounge at Team 18 Garage. 
<laughs> well, it, it does look a little bit that way with Winterbottom there enjoying a faster car than he's driving Do you reckon they get all year? the old pit crew guys to go across too? Like... <laughs> Maybe it's just a very knowledgeable place. Maybe that's why they're going so fast. Like they are doing really well. And I think if you got the likes of... Now, this is something that a little blew my mind a bit. Could Five years ago, if you told me James Courtney and Mark Winterbottom would be in the same team together, I'd be like, what planet are you from? Yeah, yeah, true. Even two years ago, three years ago. I never thought Winterbottom would leave, leave Ford. Yeah, leave Ford and not retire. Mm. I figured if that option was the, you know, if he got given the option he had to leave, I figured he would retire. But obviously, um, well, he's, he's still passionate real, about racing. He's doing so. a good job. Like, even this weekend, he was up there. There was a I few little I think him and the errors. team are doing a really good job. They're actually quite a small team. Mm. Um, Charlie's obviously investing a lot of money, and he wants to bring the team up to another level. And you can see that. It is working. Um, it's not an easy sport. So who's going to get the new car? You reckon well, you'd have to give... James the new car because like Frosty's like oh. I think he actually has an old car as well so there was talk I don't want to go into too much detail I just do assume talk to about yeah yeah things. but I just do assume um, you'd just be like screw it we're getting, <laughs> getting Courtney they, buy me a new chassis I think they had an old chassis that was meant to be getting done updated up, updated um, so fingers crossed that's not what's happening because that was for a different driver uh, fingers crossed that's not what's happening hopefully they have pretty equal cars because it's it's a shame to put Courtney uh, it's like I said now we've got a break and late chat what I actually said in that chat today was we're going to have two you, you brought it up to begin with it's a pretty good lineup and mm. I said yep yeah, you've got two ex supercar champions in the one team yeah yeah they'd be the only team on the actually other than Red, Red Bull, Bull yeah other than Red Bull they'd be the only team that has two champions still currently driving in that team. Who else is a champion? No one. You've got Winterbottom, Winterbottom Courtney, Win Cup, Win Cup, Shane, Shane, Scott. That's it. Rick. Ah, oh, you are correct. Yep. Rick Kelly. No That's one else it. has won a championship. And so, two of those, that, and four of them are in teams together. Yeah. So how cool is that? That's you're gonna, you got some knowledge there, even if it's not outright pace. Now it's the knowledge, and those guys didn't get championships for no reason. Like they, they know how to talk to engineers. They know how to nut out what the car's doing, and and try and talk. It, it sounds bad because obviously. <laughs> We've got James Courtney coming from a team that can't work out the right end from the wrong end of nah. the car at the moment. Well, what did Pi say? We need to throw everything out and start again. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it that's, is, it that's, is a bit That's of a coming shame. from a man that's got a safe job. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then there was today and said that he's, he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm in good talks. He didn't say which team, but he said, I'm in talks to drive for next year. Yeah, because there's rumors about Tickford for him. Yeah. Which is, I, it's, this is crazy. And this is another hey. thing we said in our chat. Because I'm like, well, where's everyone going? <laughs> yeah. the, the balls like, are very much all in the air. They're everywhere. Like, because people are like, oh, well, Jack Smith, to like, he's linked to Techno and MSR. And you're like, well, where's he going? Um, you've got the likes of Pi. Um, who else has got to go? Chaz has got to move somewhere. You've got Todd Hazelwood's got to go somewhere. Simona, where's she going? 
Gary Jacobson's not signed on. The only driver in BJR that's signed on for next year is Nick Perkat. Yeah, I assume Macaulay will stay next year. Macaulay, um, they're talking about they're really going to evaluate if this is what he wants to do. Yeah. Because he's had ha- such a shocking year. Tim said, I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to talk to him and we're going to work out what he really wants to do this year. He gave him the benefit of the doubt. He's like, I'm, he doesn't know if, if he's going to do this again next year. It's not worth not Yeah, worth okay. It. So Cool Drive won't sponsor him. Well, they might just go, we're going to put another driver in our rec license. It's not a BJR rec license. That's Cool Drive's license. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's all hearsay stuff I've read online. Yeah, okay. Well, that is interesting. Um, You'd think Brad would step in and be like, here's some money. I don't know if Brad's got heaps of money. I mean, he's got... Brad runs a pretty good ship. Um, Like, they, they're... Yeah, they're pretty good, so... Yeah, but they're not normally know. paying for I don't think they've got, they No, I don't think they've cashed up to the hilt or anything like that. They're definitely not. Otherwise, Macaulay probably wouldn't be in Australia. He'd be in Europe. Mm. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, no, I... I I hope Macaulay gets one more season. I think he needs it. Yeah. Because you only need to look at like, good example is Todd from last year. Shocking year. Yeah, I don't know if you can compare the two, but because I think he was aided by a different car this year, aided by different springs this year. Yeah. Which sort of suited him and his engineer, Wes. And also, I guess, him changing cars, going from that FGX. Last year was just a bad year. Yeah. And it was, unfortunately, not to be rude or anything, but it was poorly run year from, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, from the MSR guys. They they really didn't get it right, and it was a it was a hard learning year. Like they, I'm sure they learned. A can lot. you see Todd Walkinshaw? Maybe if they if they get I Chaz honestly, and Pi goes, do they, would you get a younger driver? I honestly don't know where Todd's going to fit in this. This game. No, and I don't know. I either. feel like um, what I'm worried about is there's a lot of guys out there that have money, thick wallets that are going to buy some seats. So, um, <coughs> it it will be very interesting because we've also got another mate of ours, Bryce Fullwood, who looks like he's going to win the. Like I don't want to jinx him or anything, but he's Wood. He's doing a very good job in the Super Two Championship at the moment. He's going to be driving as a co-driver in in the Bathurst. He did all right in, in the additional the drivers too. I think he was eleventh or yeah, ninth. He had bad bad tires on. And yeah, stuff, I so. mean they're never going out with great tires. Any person went out with good tires was Randall. So um, there's definitely a seat. Like he'd be probably looking for a seat. I assume I haven't talked to him about it at all or anything like that. So I don't read too much into it. But yeah, there's there's definitely some that that could be looking at a seat after you know having a very strong year this year, and if he can get some more backing, etc. Yeah, well, we tried to prod him at Ipswich about what he was doing next year, and he's very tight lipped. He was more happy to talk about the enduro drives. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, fair enough, we'll chat well, to you about long, the enduro. It's a long way. It's away. a long way away. He's not probably worrying about it too much at the moment. He's got a championship. He's got to worry about. So realistically, it probably is starting now. Uh, it'll probably start with. Maybe after his performances in the Enduros, people will start to take real notice or not. Um, but yeah, like I said, so there's a, there's another driver that's co- you know be looking to move up from Super Twos, so it's another threat for Todd as well. You know, um, fingers crossed they can both everyone can find their seats when the, well, when the music stops. Two rec licenses up for grabs. 
Yeah. So at least so. we might be able to have a few more seats with cars that don't actually exist yet. Well, we've obviously got Charlie bringing on another car, but it's not been announced anyway. By the way, everyone, it's <laughs> it not has official. to be announced. Courtney it's just announced he's leaving. Where's he going? <laughs> it's not official. <laughs> All right, Courtney's everybody. actually going to sign on with DJR. He's <laughs> um, taking Fabian's. They've ripped up Fabian's contract because he's gone to shit. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not official yet, but it is very much lucky. Lucky. We'll be partnering Mark Winterbottom next year, but that's that's you know one extra seat already. Um, and MSR is talking about possibly about expanding two cars, even though in at Hidden Valley they're like, we don't know where we're going to be on the grid next year. Yeah, so there's another so he, team. Could Todd stay at MSR? Maybe, possibly, possibly. It's all it's the all pace up has come back, so it's probably not a bad seat to be in now. All right. I want to quickly chat about the Ben, all right? Okay. It has the best facilities probably Australia has for motor racing. You yeah, look at the pits, good. massive pits compared to exactly where we come from. Yeah. They're probably more like Bathurst pits, like they're yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah, Bathurst pits are massive. When we yeah. went there in the, for the 12 hour, I was amazed. I'm like, yeah. shit's all over Hidden Valley's pits. And yeah. I thought they're and we've big. We've got good pits. Mm. But... I think we maybe need to build some stuff in the outfield. Because <laughs> um, watching it, I got no idea where they are because it's just like, yep, green grass. At least this year it's green grass. Last year was red dirt. Oh, come nah, on. No, they did. They bought all that grass in New South... All the rollout grass in South Australia. Yeah. Um, no, the track did look good. It was very well presented, but let's... Stick a water tower by a corner or some grandstands <laughs> or something. So I'm like, oh, I know this corner. Yeah, yeah, I know where we are on the track. You're like, yeah. Unless they're calling out, oh, we're ten fourteen at the moment. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, and I understand that's something that you got to learn over a period of time, <laughs> but oh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It, it it's a definitely a confusing track to watch on on TV because you, you you're looking down a tunnel. It's like essentially what they're zoomed in on. You're not getting much. Uh, perspective, mm. a wide angle <laughs> perspective or anything. And also, did you notice how big the drop-offs were? Like off yeah, the edge of the curbs? Couple. Yeah. There was yep. one there, I swear, it was like a foot deep. The other thing I... I think it was Super 3s. I think I'm getting <laughs> sick of as well is that digital advertising is so annoying to watch. Like if you're going to do it, do you know what? Do it that, right. You know what the main thing about the digital advertising is they track it on the camera. Yeah. And not the, the, the yeah, and then the road, and then it's moving, and so your digital signs in the background wobble. What they need to do is just go out there and just stick in big green screen. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I'm like, why are we not just like when the ones they do on the grass? Why don't we just paint a big blue spot? I, like I understand why they have the digital because it'll look bad because they can change it constantly. They can change it. It also doesn't affect viewing at the track. Yeah, as general thing, but it looks bad. Um, it looks horrible when it's raining because they're still bright daylight. They don't have another color grade setting to go pretend it's raining. Yeah. They yeah. don't, they don't blend it in nicely. Yeah. Anyway. That, but that's, that's not us. That, that's, we that's, can't, that's supercars media yeah. need to fix that. Uh, that's just my little whinge. And I don't think the, the sponsors like McDonald's that sponsor it are going to be like, don't dull us down. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. We like it to stick out. Yeah. Yeah. Bright as possible. Um, one more random tidbit before we go on to a little bit talking about the race because we're about 30 minutes in and we haven't talked about the race at all. 
Jamie Wincup took Tat Kate out for a spin. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that, mate? I know she's pretty special in your eyes. Mate, she's the greatest supercar chassis that was ever made. Well, it's true. Is that the chassis he owns? Yes, he is, owns Kate. Yeah. And he's he's got a good relationship with... Um, oh, I cannot remember the family's name off the top of my head. The ones that own the circuit. Yeah, okay. Um, if I say it, it's going to be really offensive, so I'm just going to completely <laughs> ignore that. It's in the museum. He took it out for a spin. He's saying it's. he loved it. It brought back a lot of good memories. He's saying he... And Jamie's one of those people who's already um, admitted that he would... He's more than happy to go, let's chuck all the money, all the engineering in the world to make these cars as fast as possible. But he knows that's not possible. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's all for it. Like he said that at Ipswich. He's like, I would love to just be able to make these things go as fast as humanly possible. Not within... Oh, we have to do budget restraints and stuff like that. But he knows you can't do that. But he said these cars are, they're not as advanced because this was a car before Car of the Future. So this is the final car blueprint car. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Project Blueprint. Or yeah, 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 yeah. That was the final one of those because it right, last raced in 2012. So actually they must have had one. No, 2013 was Car of the Future. Um. It won 28 races over a pace of two or three seasons. Yeah, it was pretty dominant. It was, but the thing that I took away from it was seeing the number one on the car. I haven't seen a number one on a race car in Formula One or supercars in a few years. You've got to go back to 2014. No, 2018, didn't he? He won it in 2018. I'm wrong. Wing Cup is the one that runs a one. Yeah. I, I, I did this big write-up and it's all wrong. Um, <laughs> well, either they, it still feels like forever because you've got Scotty now. Well, no, 2017, Jamie won it. Then he ran one in number 2018. But before that was 2014. Yeah. And in Formula One, we haven't seen the number one on a car since Vettel in 2014. There you go. Since Mercedes done their dominant, we haven't had number yeah, one on the car. Hamilton, uses 44 as a branding yeah. thing. Yeah, well, that's that's a very good point. Like, It's just something I miss. I'm like, you normally used to be like, where's the number one car? Yeah, it's different people over the years elected not to. It's pretty hard. Normally team owners want that one. It's a marketing thing. Remember right? when Shane won it and he said he was going to run 97 and Roland was like, like, nope, no, nah, we're going to put the number one. And then what they put on the car in Sydney was 97 stickers, but with a little cut out of number one in both of them yeah yeah that's pretty cool do you miss the number one um personally a little bit but i think what we've done with the collaboration stickers of showing his that's added another level to what we're already doing and i think that's pretty cool i think that's i, I do like that i like that it's something i don't think they'll do in formula one no as it is on formula one it's pretty hard to see this the numbers on them Majority of the time. I think they should have definitely made all that shark fin on the back. You have to put your numbers on there. I saw a couple of mock-ups where they've got the number and the flag of the country yeah. of the driver. That looked really good. Yeah, on the on the. At back. least you can actually work Pick out which out one's quickly. which. Yeah. It's like I used Because they're like, look at the helmet. You're like, you've chucked a bloody halo on them. Yeah. The, 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 what I used to always look at was the, um, I don't even know what they call it, but the hammerhead camera. Yeah, yep. Asian thing lifting, point, yeah the lifting point. Yeah, lifting point. Yeah, 
Uh, the different colours. Yeah, and it, most of them, are, you know, they'll run a high-vis yellow and, high -vis a, and, red. and just a black. And oh. so that way they can tell when the cars come in pit lane exactly. The, the crew don't even have to really look. They can yeah, tell yeah. straight away. Obviously, they've got people in their ears telling them, but it's just a really quick way to look at a glance. And you could tell out and track who was who. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it, the numbers haven't worked as well as I, I hoped they would. I was excited when they were going to be mandatory to have numbers in the car. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it hasn't worked quite as well as I thought. All right. Let's touch a little bit on this race weekend. Difficult. Extremely, mate. Mate, I'm surprised Triple Eight got out of bloody Q3. Well, they didn't all, did they? <laughs> Not one race. <laughs> God. Um, and then Shane made huge grounds that race, though. He, he made up 10 positions. Shane's very good at that, but he's a, he's he a good long. racer. Yeah, and he runs long in those races. Um, look. I think it was a pretty difficult weekend with the wind direction, etc. There was a lot of cars going off, like a, an Every abnormal time I amount watched, of cars going Shane off. Shane Van Gisbergen was off. It wasn't just Wind Shane, it was everyone. Was off. It was. Everyone. I don't know, man. I was just taking notes of how many times Triple Eight was screwing <laughs> up, and I was there going, "All right, chop up my membership." Nah. <laughs> uh, give him another couple of years. Years. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of. Um, People going off. What's your take on Tickford? What about Tickford? Well, they got a lot of pace. They got back, some good yeah. pace. They got some good pace, but uh, do you yes, reckon they were talking. trying to go for the win or like? So I'm more not so much Davison's one because I think Davo had that airbox failure and that's what cost him. But yeah. with Chaz, it was like they weren't sure they had the full pace to go for the race win, and they settled for second straight up. Yeah, and it's like they designed their um, strategy around that. Around that, yeah, definitely, I agree. It's it's kind of weird because it's like, okay, what? You know, are you going to go defensive in your strategy, or are you going to attack? And they just kind of went in the middle, like, yeah, oh, we'll cover off Triple Eight, yeah, but we'll we're not even going to bother about Scotty. I know Scotty's had unreal pace this year, but. The pace overlap wasn't that big. If he had been right underneath someone's wing, Bloody overheating his tyres, etc., I know Foster it was cold. got pole position. Yeah, but I don't want to get into there. What oh, could have been? I know, been, all right, because yeah. Scotty pulled into the pits because he ran out of. He didn't put enough fuel in the car. Yeah, he could have gone again, etc. I don't want to get in that. Start, I don't, don't want to get in row. that. Yeah, I don't want to get in that row. because he, it's true. He was very aggressive off the start, which was actually good to see. He was. Quite he aggressive. drove that whole. Way, he drove the whole way across. Gave Chaz no room, and then well, moved back was, again. There was a. Um, there was a lot of quite aggressive racing over the weekend in all the categories. Actually, I was kind of surprised. Mm. Especially, did you watch any of the Super Threes? No, I was mainly talking about the Porsches. Oh, anyway, yeah. we'll get back onto that anyway. later because we obviously got um, young Thomas Maxwell. We'll talk a little bit about that. But anyway, come. Continue on. Yes, he was quite aggressive on his starts. Um, drove pretty good race, both of them. Drove like once he got that lead, it was like okay. Yeah. And the rest of that race was pretty much how it was. Um, I started to see a few comments online going, "Well, this is turning into Formula One. It was very procedural." It was a little bit. Um, was it Percat on Sunday moved a long way forward as well? Percat did, and then he made up those extra spots because Wind Cup made a very odd. Mistake. He just, yeah. Well, locked up and went off. And yeah, I was about to say that their car at the moment's 
it's a, a testament to both their drivers because I'd say they have a very substandard car. He qualified fourth, which was really good. Yeah, they did a really good job. Um, I didn't actually see qualifying on Sunday, and then to come into the race and see him fourth, I was like, why is he fourth and Shane 16th? Well, Shane never really got his set up right over the whole weekend. Did you hear the radio call when Shane in practice did a lap after he kept coming off? Oh, and he yeah. was like, yay, I did a lap. Yeah, I finished a lap. That's pretty bad. I don't think I've ever seen Shane be happy because he finished a lap. Yeah, well, he was going off literally constantly. It was it was engineer was telling me you, can't, you have to slow down. Yeah, and, and this is something Roland Dane's come out this week and said, I don't know if you've seen, there was an interview with Roland Dane, and he said, I think as a team we're trying to over um, compensate for the lack of performance in our car versus the Mustangs to try and equalize them. And he's like, but I don't think our cars are actually possible at matching the Mustangs. So he's, uh, we're searching for performance that's it's not, not there. there yeah. And we're, we're reaching past where our cars can go. And all we're doing is making them handle worse. And our drivers are overdriving. He's basically, I don't know if he's waving the white flag, but essentially going, you know, we, we need to reassess something. We need to do some more um, parody stuff and etc. I saw a couple of responses to that. I didn't actually see his comments of what he said. But then there was a lot of people going, oh, here's Roland Dane back at it again. And the, to, to be fair, everyone on the internet shot down these people that I saw anyway. And they're going, look, Roland's not the only person that's actually saying that there's still a parity issue, considering there was a good disparity between the Mustangs and the Commodores at this track. Yeah. You just need to look at lap times. Mustangs and everyone. Yeah. Nissans and Commodores. And that's not a testament to the Nissans because they've obviously well, they probably great. been yeah and they've probably been a bit behind the eight ball for since they've started in Car of the Future it's it's actually been really hard for them um, first power wise and, and aero is a little bit down then their weight was wrong and just a whole lot of curveballs for them as well but, but yeah. I believe there's probably more teams out there behind closed doors saying we need to fix this parity issue than just oh, Roland even though Roland's the one taking all the hit of course there is. Um, and the, the questions are being asked of Roland. This is not Roland coming out and just finding a reporter to win to. This is reporters asking questions. He's answering them and telling them the truth, what he thinks. So mm. um, you can't hate a man for it. Obviously, he enjoyed a really good time of making a lot of money out of making very fast race cars and then selling his bits. Mm-hmm. And now Ford's come through and making very fast race cars, which are faster than theirs. And... Um, it's going to hurt Roland's business plan, I guess. And that's, is, that's what a lot of people probably look at. I honestly believe that if the Mustang doesn't have a little bit of um, aero clipped off of it or something done to it in the off-season, that you're going to find the Nissans and the Commodores are going to get a leg up in the off-season. They're going to have to bring them up to I parity. I think the Nissans and the Commodores... Well, that's if we see Nissan next year as well. There's still There's talks talk there. that are they going to buy Mustangs? Makes sense, For one it? season, just buy a couple of cars. Well, it, it's silly to try and develop a whole other car next year. No. Unfortunately, you'd never make your money back on panels, etc. You can only sell so many of them to Super 2. And... It's just not cost effective. They'd, if they don't buy cars next year, 
they'll have to run Nissans again. Yeah. Those Why are the Nissans so competitive in Super 2s and not in supercars? I don't know. <laughs> That's my honest answer. I really don't know. Next weekend when you're with Bryce, yeah, ask okay. him. I will, I will. Just at least these are thoughts. Like... They are. They're, they're, they're very competitive. They're race-winning cars in Super 2s. I don't know if it's the support they've been getting from... Well, no, because... I would have thought if there was if if you put it down to the support engineering wise from that Kelly Racing actually do a really good package. Kel- oh yeah, they're really helpful. They're really really good. But Triple Eight have their own team. Triple Eight have <laughs> got their own team. Tickford have got their own team. You can't tell me that they're not getting all the background support that um, at least Matt White Motorsports getting. Yeah, it must be more. So it's it. I I don't know. I'll honestly. I'll I'll ask him and see what they say, and see. Because I'm interested. Because it's are. just so odd. It's like they've all old supercars. But anyway, they are. Just want to quickly say hats off to Randall. He did a really good job this weekend. He did. That man's got a, a lot of teeth. <laughs> he's um. He's got a really big smile. That fella. He does. He's like reminds me a little bit like Ricardo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he seemed uh, really he, happy. He did really he did. well. He did a good job, and I, I was surprised they hadn't announced his teaming up with Holdsworth <laughs> with Holdsworth earlier. Like it, it seems a bit like of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, like oh, you did a good job. Yeah, yeah, you can drive. Yeah, um, well, that must that was apparently in his contract anyway with Super Twos. Was really? a yeah, was a co-drive. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people in there, you know, when they made somewhat of a name for themselves start writing into contracts that they want a co-drive somewhere so um that's it's good good he's done a good job he did a really solid effort i think over the weekend i think Mm. he was uh, he did a good job and the car looked all right yep team was a bit rusty yeah stops weren't the best but because he was down with um well they had a they were shared with jack smith yeah they had (laughs) they had a bit of Bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of them from over there and a bit of old yeah. gear and anyway they they the team did a really good job for obviously not being um, full time supercar team. Um. Also, quickly because we're running a bit later, Davo did a really good job on the weekend. Oh, didn't he Saturday, have a Sunday. soccer but for failures and oh, engine blew up. Airbox fire Ugh. in the pits. He lost two seconds in the pits. That's the game. That's the race win. Yeah, he he. Hats off. Can't wait to see him in next round because he's he's found he's some found performance. some form. Yeah, mm. he's found some performance. Obviously, that track probably suited him because he did come from open wheelers. Well, nearly everyone in the field did, but so they've all come from like open wheelers. But Will was quite good at it, and I think this European sort of styled circuit yeah, actually helped a lot. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed next few. It was a good start on Sunday and I was devastated when Jamie was looking so racy and then he got out (laughs) on that gravel. It's like, no, cause he was like on the back of Davo. Yeah. And McLaughlin was, it was actually quite funny to watch. I was like, Oh, he's being aggressive. Yeah. And then straight up, I text mates. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I got a message from Mitch straight up going, oh my God, did you know Davo and Wincup are mates? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. I haven't heard that four times since turn one. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, but they're best mates. How is this going to go down? How is this going to play out? <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Um, Unfortunate, because then, yeah, once Wincup got back there, he just, once he got past Mike McLaughlin, I think he just ran out of willpower or something. He's just <laughs> like... Um, I think he ran out of car. Yeah, I think he was overdriving it and probably yeah. ran out of tyres. So, But that's, you know... Probably really hoping to get in front of Davo and then Davo become the world's widest Mustang on the track <laughs> and just hold up McLaughlin. Yeah. But in the good news is because of Davo's fantastic drive and kept Mostert a bit further back down the grid, you only got one point, <laughs> which means you are leading the points again. I didn't think that would happen this season. Oh. After your start to the season, I was like, I am done, son. Oh, Put was, a fork in me. I was I hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> but you've got the orange numbers, orange name with the black numbers. It's only one point. One in point. It. I know. I know. I would still like to go back to when Mitch started because I think with his, he's got four, four points. He'd be looking pretty strong too. Um, yeah. Now, we put a few runs on the board before Mitch even joined in with the. Uh, That's what happens the, when he didn't get his sponsors deal. He didn't get his drive <laughs> package done. Was he just doing? Um, what do you call it? He's doing wild about, cards. Yeah, he's doing wild cards and <laughs> Every a couple of evaluations now. and stuff. So. <laughs> He's now into it. Um, Mitch just sent me a message of his tip for Spa, which is one of my favorite tracks. Oh, it's a it's beautiful a pretty, track. It's pretty picturesque. I want to go there. Yeah. We we actually talked about Jess and I were looking at it as well. If like, Hungary if Hungary so... and Spain if Hungary and Spain. If Hungary and the Spa round were like a back to back round, I would go to both of them because they're both tracks that I would love to go to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um it's a huge track and there's not like a ring road around it to like you gotta walk it like yeah I'm, I, like a bus shuttle. If I'm gonna go i'm gonna sit up just past el near rouge the <laughs> <laughs> near the pub yeah. and watch it on my phone <laughs> yeah. yeah no i would definitely sit on the grass Right at the end, after you go yeah, over El Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. And then where you've got it that It looks little, like a pretty cool a, spot to it's see. It's the biggest overtaking spot and stuff happens. Oh, yeah. And there's so many people there. There's, I bet the atmosphere is amazing. Or, or I would find the the Max Verstappen fans and I would love to go to <laughs> Formula 1 and just chuck an orange shirt on and party with the Dutch. Yeah. I think that would be fun too. Yeah. Agreed. It's kind of like how I want to go to Europe and just go and join a soccer hooligan group. Like I would love to go to like a Premier League or a big, big <laughs> league game and just like let's just run a mark with yeah. the crowd. I think it looks like so much fun. It does. It does. So <laughs> Max is Mitch's tip. Max. There yes. you go. Um, I was going to say you Mitch look- at the start, and then I was like Max. I don't know why I said Max. So Mitch is going Max for Stappen for Spa. Who's yours? hadn't thought about it you caught me I, Mate, I we know. only do this i don't know why i didn't see this coming this is show <laughs> number 96 and you're like oh crap do we do this yeah well <laughs> um so we're not allowed to choose hamilton and we're not allowed to choose bottas not you know what he, not that he no win. you can choose bottas and fabian i think both of them are now <laughs> fair picking <laughs> well we were going through the points for um <laughs> supercars and looking at how many rounds were left to see whether uh, McLaughlin could equal uh, Kate's stellar record with his car that he has at the moment. Easy. It's, and there's nine rounds left. The only reason you why McLaughlin is... Like two seasons the only reason why McLaughlin's it. chassis is not going to beat Kate's 
chassis, which is Wind Cup chassis, which he calls Kate. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what does McLaughlin call his car? I don't think it has a name. Just the winning car. Yeah, just unreal. <laughs> anyway, um, is I don't think Scotty's going to have the same chassis for as long. Yeah, it will be interesting. They're going through a pretty heavy development time, aren't they? Especially Future. because this car is... Nah, they're not going to build a new chassis next year. He's going to race his chassis. He could. And then if he does, and he has such a stellar record like he has this year... Because, like, something we haven't even touched on. He got his 16 race wins. He's equal Craig, Craig Lowndes. Yeah. Yeah. For so the most wins in a season. And we've still got nine, nine rounds. rounds to get nine races to go. Nine races, so, you know. So, who's your pick? I Jerry am Bartos. going to go... No, no, no. I still think we should... Because it makes it easier. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Alex uh, Win on debut for Red Bull. No. Because we haven't even touched on the fact that Gasly got dropped. We haven't either. Oh, God, we're terrible at this. <laughs> well, because it was a V8 supercar race round. And then... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Gasly's gone. We all know this. <laughs> So Gasly and Arbon have been switched. Yes, that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Arbon was doing a test fit for his car and he's got the biggest smile in the world on in his little race suit still in the Red Bull. And Pierre is like, he's going all right. He's like not crying. (laughs) But he's not as happy. Yeah, it looks like they caught him mid-conversation with his mouth open. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm really tossing up between Leclerc and... Fatel. Um, it's been twelve up. months since Vettel's won a race. Leclerc's never won a race. Vettel, uh, Leclerc's come closer than Vettel this season, twice. Is he? You reckon? Bahrain, I Bahrain. I suppose Vettel, he did get very close. Leclerc yes. had that in the bag. I suppose he did have two races where he looked like he could win. And um, Vettel should have won Canada. I'm going to go Leclerc. I'm going to go Vettel. You're going to go Vettel? Yeah. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> I'm going to regret that. Yeah, no, I said I'm going to regret that. <laughs> no, I reckon no, I'm going to regret that. Every time I go Vettel, he oh, sucks. Well, let's see what happens. Anyway, that's exciting. I can't wait. Spars. Next week. Next yeah. weekend. One of my favorite 10.40 local time where we are. At night is when the race starts. That's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it's not so bad. It's pretty late. <laughs> it is pretty late. It is pretty for late. For a Sunday night. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. I think that's us done and dusted. Um, sorry, we're a bit rusty. We've had three weeks off, mate. We haven't had three weeks off since May. Start of May, before May. And probably not till Christmas now. Oh, yeah. November. Yeah, it's going to be like that. Mm. But we're on the home stretch, mate. We, this is the... This is, Beginning of the end. Jeez. <laughs> it's not a selling point, is it? <laughs> the beginning of the end. <laughs> and then we start our new chapter. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. If you guys have anything you want to write in, um, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can hit us up um, via email, breaking late at gmail.com, or just check out our website, breaking late.com. That is us done. I guess sort we'll of. see you guys next week. See ya. Catch ya. Bye. Bye.